Hi. Hello. This is Double Bluff, the comedy podcast where we teach a lot and lie a little. I'm Renee. And I'm Carissa. And this podcast is a little bit like two truths and a lie. Each week, one of us is going to teach the other person about something, uh, anything really, and hopefully it's interesting. Hopefully. Uh, But the important part about it is that one of the things that we say is going to be a complete fucking lie. Huge fucking porky. That is right. Mm -hmm. And this lie needs to be figured out by the other person by the end of the episode, right? So we kind of have to act like Nancy Drew, a little sleuth. Lie detector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this show is CSI Miami, not CSI New York. (laughs) (laughs) So expect all the fun and none of the fast walking. Because we get out of breath really fast. Exactly. And those fuckers on CSI New York, they're like the Terminator. They're just going. They're just, they're tall. They're like the Ents from Lord of the Rings. Just (laughs) fast and mean Mm. and wise Mm. and white people. I don't know. (laughs) The Ents aren't white. We will take turns playing the sociopathic liar, right? Because we're friends and friends share. But also it's a competition. Mm-hmm. To see how good we are at hoodwinking and lie detecting simultaneously. Mm-hmm. The points may matter. We haven't decided just yet. Yeah. It depends on how much money we make off of this podcast, I think. Uh, I think we need to, like, address something right off the top. Uh, a couple minutes ago, you said the word sleuth. And while I knew you were going to do it, I really wish you hadn't. And I want to cut it. <laughs> I like to say the word sleuth because it reminds me of being a kid and not knowing how to say it. Like, I would mispronounce it in a different way every time. <laughs> I don't I don't understand the multiple pronunciations of this word. There's literally one way to say it. Yeah. Sleuth. sleuth. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> sleuth. That doesn't make sense for the letters that are present in the word. Well, I wasn't really thinking about the letters that were present in the word. <laughs> You're just, like, based on, like, how you feel about it, like, emotionally. <laughs> on, like, that sounds like, um, like, Zoidberg from Futurama. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's, like, he's got, like, tentacles on his face. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Why does that... <laughs> like, I had a nightmare once, and Karl Marx sounded exactly <laughs> like that. He was just like, hello, this is the Communist Manifesto. Not only does that not sound like what I did, that doesn't sound like a German accent that Karl Marx would do either. <laughs> like, it reminds me... So, uh, my, my husband, Peter, he... Like, he's English, um... Like, he's first generation. It's so weird to call a white person first generation. (laughs) But I guess that's technically what he is. Mm -hmm. His parents are English. And they have, like, real English accents. He doesn't doesn't know how it works. Like, he sounds... Like, not he sounds. He's doing a Jamaican accent. (laughs) Like, he's like, tea and crumpets, man. And he thinks this is... He doesn't seem like... He's able to hear how bad he is. No. No, he just bypasses it completely. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I relate. I'm really bad with language sometimes, and it's almost like I'm (laughs) (laughs) quasi-illiterate. It's really quite sad, and 
You know what? I can't even blame it on where I grew up. Just for context, I grew up in the Middle East, in Dubai, UAE, and I'm Indian. You know, notoriously hostile to female education. But I actually went to school at a very young age. My parents put me in school at the age of three. Oh, uh, yeah. Why? Two reasons. One, they were incredibly progressive. Mm-hmm. And two, I was a heinous... <laughs> Heinous child. Oh, you were heinous? <laughs> oh, I, um, uh, mm, I would, wow, surprise. <laughs> Such a surprise. Uh, <laughs> I was just a disgusting child, and they wanted a break from me. <laughs> so, I don't have an excuse for being stupid. <laughs> but I, I honestly think that being a heinous child was great training for this podcast. Don't you agree? Well, were you like a big liar? Huge! I would lie about everything. <laughs> This is a true fact. I would pretend that, um, I guess, like, the Indian equivalent of Cheetos. I would pretend that my family produced them at home. <gasps> like, hold on. Sorry. You put, you would lie that you guys would make, like, oh, homemade Cheetos? Or you were mm. pretend you were the CEO of the <laughs> Cheeto company? CEO of the Cheeto company. That's the energy that I was hoping you would bring to this podcast. I want brazen, clearly incorrect lies. I want... The kind of lie that's me going, yeah, Hitler had a hidden fifth leg. And at this point, I will believe anything about Hitler. You'd be amazed at some of the things that are true about him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very easy to lie about Mm -hmm. him. Which brings me to my next point. Since I'm just here talking as if I know things about Hitler... Mm -hmm. This podcast is for just like us, just like faux intellectuals mm-hmm. with with just building imposter syndrome <laughs> that they've never been able to resolve. Okay, let's just make this clear. This is not for anybody who's even like an IQ point smarter than either of us, Mm-mm. because you you will you will be let down. Yeah. So know? 76. A 76. I don't even know what my IQ test I actually is. got tested and it was 23. <laughs> you're, well, then you're, you are legally still a child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do need to call all my exes. And <laughs> really shouldn't be doing this podcast with me right now. This is child labor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this, this is really for the meek and gullible people of the world like me, okay? <laughs> because I'm not very good at lying. I don't lie, and it is super easy to lie to me. So you're going to have a great time. I'm going to tell you that right now. so you're telling me that when you were a child, you didn't lie about being the CEO of Cheetos? <laughs> no. I, no, my, I was the youngest, right? Like, am I, I, I get, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a younger sibling, yeah. right? So that automatically makes you the older sibling. The bully. Yeah, the keeper of the world who just gives false information to your younger sibling (laughs) in order to harm them in some way, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I had three older siblings, okay? And that really shaped who I am as a liar and as a gullible person. There's this one time, I I think I was maybe like five, and we were all home alone because... It was because you could do that back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. My parents were at work and my siblings put on My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. And they all just turned to me really seriously. And they said, mom just died. And this song was written about her. And it made me think 
that that song had just been released and was about my dead mother. <laughs> so if you used to bully your siblings or other vulnerable individuals in a similar manner, this podcast is for you. <laughs> I am finding out so much about you. <laughs> Through this process, and mostly I'm finding out that maybe I should bully you more. <laughs> yeah, and I would believe fully that I deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that makes me sad, <laughs> That just makes me feel like an abuser. <laughs> and you're, you're about to be the one to lie to me today, so yeah. we'll see how you feel about that. I'm gonna step into the shoes of an older sister. <laughs> no. You better just, like, you, like, just text my family group chat and be like, what are, like, Renee's, like, most sensitive fears? <laughs> and how can I incorporate that into my lie? <laughs> Uh, which is so funny that I'm, like, stepping into that role today because Renee and her husband, Peter, who she mentioned before, mm -hmm. they're kind of like this kindly older couple <laughs> that, is what we that are. have adopted me, so... <laughs> that is what we are. Um, it's gonna be fun. How did we become friends? How did this older couple adopt me? Renee is a year older than me. <laughs> I always forget that it's, that it's just a year Mm -hmm. Um, and only because you like Ariana Grande, and oh. it makes me feel that you're so much younger than me. So important to know, Carissa and I are stand-up comics in the Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario scene, and we met, um, through another local comic, a mutual friend of ours. BMK. Let's, we should, <laughs> that was so lame. That was my drum roll. <laughs> It sort of felt like Ben was going to, like, come out from somewhere, like, from a curtain. Um, ben does does seem like the guy to just jump out. He And he does. Like, he just comes out and his hair is just... Big. And buoyant. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Ben McKay introduced us. He's a mutual mm -hmm. friend of ours, stand-up comic. We all went to the hot dog show. <laughs> as it's affectionately known in this area. It was my first show ever. Oh, God, it was, and you killed it. Oh. Considering what the hot dog show is. Considering that there was no one there to watch me. Exactly, because <laughs> it was a hot dog kiosk at 10 p.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> like, it was really more like a, like a social experiment <laughs> to see how low a comedian will grovel for attention. Mm -hmm. Quite low, it appears. And food. And, f yeah, okay, I won't diss the hot dog show too much, because if you do it, you get a free hot dog. Mm -hmm. Which also kind of makes it like a, like a soup kitchen <laughs> for, for economically disadvantaged stand-up comics. So all stand-up comics <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> yeah. So we met there, and what are we going to do today? Today, you are going to teach me about something, mm -hmm. and you are going to lie to me, and mm -hmm. I'm going to try to guess what that is, mm -hmm. and maybe we'll have a little fun along the way. Who knows? We haven't decided yet. <laughs> now, I've decided. We're definitely going to have fun along the way, and if oh, you don't, amazing. I'm going to come to your house and beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's legally enforced fun. Okay, so, first episode. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. What is your topic? Today, we're going to talk about donkeys, otherwise known as Jesus was an ass man. So today, I'm like we talked about before the break, we're going to talk about donkeys. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to talk about donkeys in like a David Attenborough 
style, right? It's not like a a fun zoom into the life of a donkey, but it's really looking at the donkey as a symbol. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, a cultural symbol. And looking at what the role that they play in religion, both historical and present, mm. as well as just popular culture, right? Mm-hmm. So we're just going to look at what the popular imagining of donkey means, right? This is a deep dive. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And to make it easy for everyone to follow along, including you, what I'm going to do is I'm going to divide it up into two parts. The first is we're going to look at the donkey from a historical perspective, but I'm also going to touch on the modern um, mm. portrayal and reception of donkeys. And honestly, the modern bit, it's more like a gimp leg than a second part. So it's really just like a part in the quarter. Yeah, a part and like one one limb not fully functional. Yeah. Just yeah. waiting to be amputated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's about Shrek. Uh, so The whole limb is about Shrek? Yeah, it, it's not very strong because... Turns out there's only so much you can say about a DreamWorks CGI character. So. Donkey. Let's talk about it. Okay? Yeah. Are donkeys ugly? Or no. Are you? Sorry. Are you asking me? No. Okay. <laughs> this is for the audience. This is a rhetorical question. Are donkeys ugly? Or are we just brainwashed? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like in the air tonight with both of <laughs> It was. <laughs> <laughs> can that be our theme song? Phil Collins. Can that be your theme song? Is this Phil Collins? I'm just, this is just more, this is more like a voice note for Phil Collins. We can leave mm. it in his inbox, mm. which I know, obviously, mm. I know his personal. Like, we should say, Phil Collins, please call in. We'll now be accepting phone calls from <laughs> Phil Collins only. And Lily Collins, but only because she's hot. <laughs> Caller, are you Phil Collins or Lily Collins? Call again. <laughs> uh, okay, please, please, donkeys, please continue. So. Like I said, this is like, there's no real STEM perspective, right? I have not researched um, what donkeys are. I think they are some kind of horse, but like, they're probably not. So this is no nature documentary, okay? I don't know how many donkeys there are in the world, but I did hear that they are possibly becoming endangered because (gasps) of the dumbest reason ever. Okay. People are eating donkey burgers. No. Yeah. That is so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> is this believable? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I believe this. Um, wait, who's eating donkey burgers, though? Because I've I'm never not going to say it. that because then I would be accused of being racist. Uh, I'm just going to leave it up to the viewers' Google Foo skills. Okay, I won't Google it. I'm just going to think real hard about it until it, you know, makes a print on my soul and jeopardizes my, you know, moral future. The thing is, donkey meat is pretty popular, like, historically. Is it tasty? Mm, I wouldn't know. I assume it tastes like horse. Uh, Is horse tasty? Lots of Kazaki people eat it. Is this you being racist? No, I have a Kazaki cousin. So, I don't know how many they are in the world, as I said before. I do know that they were domesticated... In Egypt or Mesopotamia? Or? Or. Mm. We don't really know. Okay, cool. So when were they domesticated? Renee, you were asking too much of me. You didn't do your research. It's fine. Okay. Dates are STEM. Go ahead. (laughs) 
please start and stop letting me interrupt you. No, no, no. Stop letting me disrupt your podcast. Please please go. Keep going. Um, here's the thing. Egypt and Mesopotamia, not that far apart, right? Yeah. But this is potentially the most offensive part of the show. Hmm. Yeah. Can you guess why? Um, why? Because people love to claim things. Uh People love them. So Egypt is like heavy claiming we domesticated the donkey. I don't think... No, no, but I, I'm concerned nonetheless, right? Okay. It's because it, I just like imagine a hundred years from now, possibly more, an intrepid, you know, anthropologist or whatever. What is that? Like science person. Yeah. Science uh, person is the right A word. science person. Yeah, this is the term. Um, decides to like, you know, locate the origins of poutine. Um, and they decide it's either Florida or Saskatoon. Yeah. It, it basically the equivalent of that. No, but you're right. Like, yeah. my stomach's on fire right now. When you just said that poutine may have originated in Florida, mm-hmm. I actually just felt my stomach light on fire. So yeah. you're right. That's it's pretty offensive. I get it. It is offensive. And you know why it's offensive? Because it's Florida. So let's look at donkeys in a historical context first, okay. shall we? Let's go. I can't cover all cultures. I am not Encyclopedia Britannica. I'm just a broke undergrad student in Waterloo. So the donkeys I'm going to talk about are donkeys Asian Greek, literature, mythology, vase art, vase vase. Ooh, vase art. Vase. I say vase. That's because you're lower class. Go on. Mm -hmm. Woman of the people. And... Carl? Marx? We're done with that. We're not doing that anymore. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, we're going to also look at donkeys in Indian folk stories and uh, donkeys in the Bible. I will also casually, from time to time, uh, throw in some humorous donkey facts. Okay. Um, this is a comedy podcast. Yeah. I think that's a great decision. Yeah, thank you. Thank I'm you. Excited. <laughs> they will they will be humorous. They will. I promise you that. Okay. Because the jokes have been stolen from Encyclopedia Britannica? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donkeys are a prevailing cultural and religious icon for many ancient societies. Apparently, these fuckers were a symbol of some Egyptian gods. Did you know that? Which ones? I Set mm. slash this other dude called Ra. Ra? No. Mm. Ra is mm. like an eagle. He's a jackal, yeah. you asshole. But he's, he's sometimes portrayed with a donkey. And I read this on Wikipedia, so fuck off. So the Greeks, we're going to talk about the Greeks. They had a lot of donkeys in real life. Like, a ton of donkeys. Okay. But, like, Greek literature doesn't really reference donkeys much, especially, like, high-class literature. And when it does reference them, it's very negative. I realize that it is very close to how uh, friends treated Mexican people in New York. They didn't mention them. At all. Weird. Yeah. And when the, when they were portrayed, it was like weird little stereotypes. It was like Latino people was just like... Hold on. There were Mexican people and friends? No, there was like one Latino person in France. Maybe like two black people. But the point is, there were no Latin black people and friends. black people... No, there was one. He was like a dance instructor or something like that. Oh, God. Friends. Such an awful stereotype. 
Bunch uh, of donkeys they are. Yeah, friends, friends, that is, not Latin and black people. <laughs> yeah, so it's always been like a negative portrayal, and particularly they have been equated with the laboring class. So, you know, work hard from a donkey, mm. that goes all the way back to ancient fucking Greece. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, yeah, my man. No, that's that's crazy. I mean, I, I was just about to ask you, like, how do donkeys, why do they have such a bad rap? Mm-hmm. But it makes the, all of the association with mm. labor, mm-hmm. it's all fucking capitalist bullshit. And it goes beyond that. Please. But this this gets a little seedy. So the, you know, the Greeks, they didn't just hate the donkey because it was associated with the lowly working man. They hated the donkey because basically the donkey is the redheaded stepchild mm. and this redheaded stepchild was hated because it kept being compared to the golden child. The horse. The horse. Who gives a fuck about horses? <laughs> the ancient Greeks. They very literally gave a fuck about horses. Like, a lot of the it's stuff... Very true. So sexual. Why do so many cultures want to fuck horses? Hold on. I was not familiar with this. <laughs> I did not know Greek people wanted to fuck horses. Well, I don't think that's fair. Obviously, it, it's a cultural obsession with the horse, really. Agreed. And it, I, agree I think it you. merits a whole other episode because, like, horses are such, like, masculine creatures that, you know, um, there's, I think there's some something going on there with all this, like, little budding around, you know, palling around with these horses. Anyway. You're... Uh, Deeply suspicious of horses. <laughs> Just the way you're like, this horse collusion, there's something else going on there. Maybe. It just doesn't, it's not adding up, Carissa. <laughs> Maybe I'm suspicious because I watched Spirit as a child and thought to myself, these horses are too sexy. <laughs> I was about to say, you watched Spirit as a child and that made you think well, horses were assholes. No, no, no. I like horses. Okay. I'm just suspicious why I Why you want to fuck them. Well, it's not like I want to fuck them. I just want to fuck the horses in spirit, which I think is a different thing. Uh, they have human eyes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, please go on. <laughs> so, the Greeks had a huge boner for horses, and I think that sort of fueled their almost, like, humiliating representation of donkeys, Okay. And this is a real quote from this book that I read. Some horses receive treatment that would be considered better than for human beings. And I felt like this really had some golden retriever in a white family energy. Oh, mm. sorry. That's actually a cute image. I'm thinking about, like, a horse named, like lipstick or something and he's got a nice family who loves him and Mm-mm. that doesn't make me feel um Mm-mm. unsympathetic you're wrong because horses were really only uh ridden by men and like men of a higher class so um the woman who wrote black beauty was a woman she was an ancient greek but the thing is that this glamorization of horses and literature is you know like achilles's horse achilles you know this dude uh he I only know, I've only seen the movie Troy, and I've only seen it a handful of times, so I know it was Brad Pitt. Uh, That's a good movie. I know that other people, I know that people are disagreeing with me right now, but it's a good movie, and it's a movie that means a lot to my family, so I'd prefer if you just didn't laugh like you're laughing at me right now. Um, He was in The Odyssey. 
Mm, um, I think that was Odysseus, given that. Oh, you motherfucker. What was... Okay, but he was in a different... He was in things. He anyway. was in Odyssey. Go he on. was in the Iliad, I oh, think. Oh, my God. I don't know. Don't quote me. That's I a wasn't... sequel to the Odyssey. That's been my understanding. I don't really care about ancient Greece apart from the weird butt-fucking things that they did. So, Achilles' horse... Like, there was poetry about their emotional bond. And I think the glamorization, right, it's, like, really rooted in the martial use of these horses. So, their use in warfare. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see what you mean about the masculinity. Yeah. Because, you like, I would say now, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but now horses are the feminine, Mm -hmm. you know, it's girl's best friend. It's Mm -hmm. very, you know, it's all horse girl because but because we don't use horses in war mm-hmm. anymore that mm-hmm. makes complete sense to mm-hmm. me um mm-hmm. wow that's a new perspective it's like my little pony you don't have <laughs> achilles would have been really into that though oh my god mm. achilles was a brony <laughs> that's the best take <laughs> so um donkeys weren't really ever ridden into war i don't know why they seem pretty sturdy the donkey, like I said, was instead seen as a symbol of the lowly working class man. Um, I'm generalizing certain things, right, obviously, but that's the gist without writing a full research paper on donkeys in ancient Greece. Uh, I will say some other things, like, sort of tangentially related. Donkeys were really associated with uh, Dionysus, uh, the god of uh, sex and debauchery. And wine. Oh. Or is that how you say his name? Is it Dionysus? No, Dionysus, is, that's right. Okay. And apparently, okay, this is just, this is absolutely my favorite part. A lot of vase paintings, uh, or vase paintings, if you're high class, like Renee. Uh-huh. <laughs> depict donkeys with satyrs specifically, almost, and like, it's the donkeys almost being raped. But what by- was the connotation of a satyr? That's like Mr. Tumnus from it's Narnia, right? It's because I think donkeys and satyrs were both associated with Dionysus, or Dionysus, and the Greeks just wanted to see that happen. And uh, this is like the funnest part, like I said. Um, these donkeys were said to be realistically portrayed, <gasps> except for one little detail. They all have ginormous penises. That's what donkeys are like, no? <laughs> These were like <laughs> not proportionate. <laughs> but now it's not adding up, Carissa, because you said before donkeys were not seen to be these like strong masculine mm-hmm. figures. Why would they give them such big bedong dongs? I guess it's that like the horse is also about chivalry, even back to ancient Greece. And, like, portraying donkeys with huge penises, they also portrayed barbarians with huge penises. And it was... Yeah, that this, like, makes sense. It's a brute. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. horrible. Because donkeys were also associated with lust in actually a lot of different cultures, including Egypt. So across cultures, donkeys are seen as hard workers. Um, sexy hard workers. Sexy hard workers. Or not sexy hard workers because everyone agrees that donkeys are ugly because of brainwashing. Um, it's not true. They're so gorgeous. <laughs> they are. Their eyelashes. Oh my god! <laughs> they have the best eyelashes <laughs> and just these sorrowful big like droplets of eyes. So how believable was that entire little section? Okay, first impressions mm-hmm. is 
there are so many things that you could have lied to me about. Um, <laughs> just because, and I just want to say, I think the, the premise of this podcast sort of frames us as being some sort of like intellectuals or nerds, but really the whole thing is predicated on us not knowing anything about anything. <laughs> like you could have... You could have, you know what? Maybe Achilles was in the Odyssey, <laughs> and uh, that could have been that could have been the lie, and I, and I would never know. I, it's more. This is more bullying than anything else. You're just picking the dumbest kid in class, and you were like, "Hey, dude, if you eat that watermelon seed, you're gonna fucking explode." And it's not nice, and I feel bullied. And I don't feel good about myself, but please continue. It's It's been about 30 minutes. I don't think you've lied yet. And I'm fucking watching you. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. You know what I mean? Bada bing, bada boom. Anyway. Oh my God. Jamaicans, Italians, English people. God. Zoidberg from Futurama. Phil Collins. There's just a list of people. Did we impersonate him? Do you want to sing the Tarzan soundtrack? Yes. Um... Oh, I'm so small. You seem so strong. Boom, Phil Collins. Here's a list of people who are never going to talk to us again. He never talked to us in the first place. Uh, he never talked to you, so. Oh, interesting. Uh, that's not what his daughter told me. Was that Lily Collins? Wait! Wait, wait. Lily Collins is Phil Collins' daughter? Like Lily Collins from the movies? Yeah! <laughs> oh, oh my god! Did you not know? No! I didn't know who you were talking about. I thought Lily Collins was his wife. And I was like, why does she know this obscure figure? <laughs> Lily Collins, like the one with the eyebrows. Yeah. Sexy eyebrows. Sexy eyebrow lady. That's a lie. I wanted to say something fun. I think you will recognize this. And this is very definitely not a lie. Um, but the story of the donkey wearing lion's skin. It's uh, Aesop's fable. I don't know it. Please. Okay, so basically it's something that I didn't really fully read. But... Uh, <laughs> Why do you feel entitled to tell me about stuff you didn't read about? I just assume you're smarter than I am. Uh, but anyway, the point is, it's to showcase the foolishness of the donkey because it, like, finds this lion skin, wears it in the field, and thinks everyone else is fooled. Um, and then it gets eaten. But Aesop, he wrote 20 fables about donkeys, and they mostly demonstrated how foolish, lazy, right, stubborn right. donkeys were. And like I said, so there's not a lot of mention in high literature of donkeys, but fables, folklore, a lot of it, and it's all very negative. Oh. Um, and it, is that because, and sorry mm -hmm. to interrupt you, you, you think that's because folklore and fables, those are the things things that lower class people would actually hear and listen to. Yeah, but it's interesting why then the donkey is portrayed so negatively. Because if right. if you're writing for your yeah. audience... It's never a hero. Mm. Okay, yeah. it's interesting. more. And uh, like the last ancient Greece uh, bit, there was a cult of Priapus, or Priapus, I don't speak Greek, who was a fertility god. And he was commonly depicted as a donkey with a massively enlarged penis. So more, I suppose, arsenal with the whole, uh, the ancient Greeks really wanted to fuck our equine brethren. 
I was thinking about there's the Greek god Pan, mm, mm-hmm. and he also, as far as I know, he had a big penis. Like in his statues and his paintings, he's portrayed with a big penis. And I know that that was supposed to represent, first of all, like his mischievousness mm. and his stupidity. Mm. Like he was like a really stupid. He was a himbo, mm. right? And mm. so I'm wondering if that. It's kind of the same thing, mm. but it almost seems like at that point the donkey's like a playful character, like mm. yeah, like a like an idiot, right? An like idiot, a town and idiot, like a love, but beloved a little bit. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and I still don't feel like you have lied. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. She doesn't know. She didn't do her <laughs> fucking research. <laughs> so this is a throwaway donkey fact. I told you they were fun. You know, they're okay. fun. This is going to be fun. Give me another one. Uh, a donkey appeared in court in London in 1822 as evidence in the first ever case um, that would lead to an act that would outlaw animal cruelty. That's yeah. absolutely delightful thank you what happened to him i think he died but (laughs) you mean he's not still alive today Uh, maybe he's hidden away speaking of hidden away now we will move on to donkeys in the bible in desert cultures Ooh. Mm. okay desert okay segue neat segue segue soundcheck is this asmr this is me sharing a coffee with carissa my mouth is so dry, yet I won't drink any water, and and why? Uh, this is still double bluff. <laughs> this is our last part of this episode, well, and Carissa... Actually, it's not the last part, I'm sorry. <laughs> we still have Shrek Donkey. Okay, there's more than you could ever possibly want <laughs> left over in this episode. There's still much more to come. There's no end in sight. They're not telling us anything. We're, we're pretty much trapped here with no information. Um, tell me more about donkeys. Okay, so we're going to talk about donkeys in the Bible. So there's actually a really long history of donkey veneration in desert cultures, specifically what? Middle Eastern desert cultures. That's like the opposite of what you just told me. Well, yeah, that's because ancient Greece and Mesopotamia aren't the same place. They're not the same place? Um, no. One has beard. Other one has uh, pedophilia. Which one's which? <laughs> Up to you to decide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Veneration. Yeah. Veneration. Because donkeys are incredibly important when it comes to transporting water, especially across uh, massive distances across the desert. That's what they were really used for. Um, And even they were used to water horses. They were very useful. And particularly in desert cultures. And when I say desert culture, I'm really talking about Abrahamic sort of. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm talking about the Jews. I'm talking about the Christians for the most part. Um, And the Christians stole from the Jews, so I'm just going to talk about the Jews. Okay, controversial. Uh, Well, they are the Jews. Except, like, spicy, I guess. Um, Um, I don't know. We're going to... Call Christian spicy. Why not? Um, you know what? I'm not personally Christian, mm. and you are, so I'll let you reclaim that. My mom listens to this podcast, so yeah, I am Christian. I, I think that's really neat what you're saying about like donkeys being venerated mm-hmm. in those cultures. It's like that really speaks to like um 
really like the how difficult it was for mm-hmm. like especially you talk about the Jews so like mm-hmm. a, a super oppressed people like this is this animal of utility mm-hmm. and um just really speaks to like the super hardworking, persevering spirit I love and, that and I love that you picked up on it because okay. if you think about it it's basically the same characteristics I will go on to explain more like how the donkey represented certain characteristics right but like it was basically common like this idea of servitude and humility that was turned on its head by the ancient Greeks uh, it, like the same characteristics were viewed from this lens that was very very negative right mm. so it it was because you were servile you were therefore lesser but in particular i'm going to skip ahead to donkeys and christianity which borrows from the cultural imagination of the jewish people right yes. of the donkey as this hard working sort of symbol of humility yeah and see i i again i'm not christian but i've always understood the donkey as being super blessed that being hardworking and being servile was like these were virtues Mm -hmm. and I never really saw I never really had that cultural infusion of like donkeys are to be laughed at Mm. in any way so I'm more interested in Mm. in this next part Mm. how that came to be what you're saying is you're a donkey I love donkeys this is no disrespect for cultures that have spirit animals but if you were a inappropriate white girl you would then say Donkeys are your spirit animal? Don't, uh, that's a leading question. You are trying to trap me into canceling myself so you can own this podcast and all of our sponsors all by yourself. And I'm not going to fall for it. Speaking of sponsors, (laughs) we're not. We're fucking with you. Anyway, so... The donkey has an important part in Judaism and Christianity, and you can especially see this in the fact that a lot of the prophecies about the Messiah that Christianity then purports that Jesus fulfills. Like, I'm not pausing any um, value judgments. I'm just saying, like, from Mm -hmm. an academic perspective, Mm -hmm. that Jesus fulfills them, right? right? And he does so by coming into Jerusalem on a donkey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Palm, Palm Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> I think it is Palm Sunday, actually. Ignore me. I'm a Chris's bad... Chris's mom, you don't... You didn't hear what you thought you heard just now. We're evangelicals. We don't believe in Palm whatever. Moving on. A whole new episode on how American Christianity destroyed any... <laughs> okay. Why don't you... Okay. I'm not a Christian. I don't have a horse in this race. <laughs> Nor a donkey in this battle. <laughs> See, I'm glad you put the donkey in a battle. Thank you for respecting our donkey brethren. Battle donkeys. Battle donkeys better than Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> donkey Kong wasn't a donkey. It's because of his massive penis. <laughs> so, speaking <laughs> of donkeys and Jesus, this is why I said Jesus is an ass man. Okay, this was uh, based on the fact that Jesus rode into Jerusalem seated on an ass. And honestly, um, donkeys are very much aligned with prophets and seers in uh, desert culture. And also, funny little thing, a lot of donkeys talk in Abrahamic 
Really? Uh, stories. Yeah. Uh, so no. Uh, yeah, I watch many Bill Gaither uh, sing along videos. I know my Bible. Um, Don't just start saying names that you know I won't recognize because I'm not Christian. I do not think that there are talking donkeys in the Bible. Is are you? Is this your lie? Are you I calling it in? Uh, I think you're lying. I don't think there are talking donkeys in the Bible. I think you should save it because I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna explain stuff. Okay, okay. I'm gonna make my case for the talking donkeys. So actually, really, there's just one talking donkey. Uh, it's in the Old Testament. Balaam is. Uh, oh. I haven't read the Bible in a very long time, but Balaam is this dude, and he's, like, not listening to God for some reason, mostly because he's a stubborn asshole, as a lot of Israelites in the Old Testament seem to be. Like, why? Jonah. Jonah. Um, Jacob. Uh, yeah. Esau. Mm-hmm. Both. Mm-hmm. Esau was, like, fine. It was mostly Jacob that was an yeah, asshole. Yeah, no, Jacob was the asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, right. I'm not a Christian, but let me name off all the people in the Bible. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. (laughs) I can't pronounce those words. Don't put words in my mouth that are ethnic that I can't pronounce. It's okay. VeggieTales got you. Rack, Shack, and Benny. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh, a whole episode on VeggieTales. For the love of God. You take that. You take that. I give it to you. That would be the most uncomfortable (laughs) episode of all time. It's just not, because it's not my culture. I know, but it would bring up a lot of homophobic trauma for me, so. Were they homophobic? No, they weren't. I'm fucking with you. So, the talking donkey. Now, okay, I know I said I was going to talk about the Bible and the Jews, but we basically covered most of it and I don't really care about it anymore. So we're going to move on to the most batshit paragraph that I have, I think, ever read in the history of like a purportedly real donkey okay okay so this is if my parents are listening to this and someone who's like a really extreme right-wing person has killed me for uttering these words this is a story about prophet muhammad oh and his donkey and this is not something i made up okay i have two different sources plus an arab Friend. Okay, this is the only time it's okay for you to copy and paste. I don't want any interpretation. No, 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 no. I also had my Arab friend like fact check stuff for me, right? Okay. Um, she is not Islamophobic. She lives in the the country of Jordan and she loves the king and uh the king's people and Islam loves it. Loves it so much she's dating a Muslim boy. We're gonna have to cut this. We're cutting all of this out. This is not she would die also. Like she would actually be killed if someone heard that. So, I do have three sources. So, I know I said I would only do the Bible, but I think that it's also really interesting to look at the most batshit paragraph in the history of Wikipedia articles. And I would like to make some disclaimers. Um, I don't speak Arabic despite growing up in a Arab-speaking country, and therefore I had to rely on Wikipedia and a book called Donkey, by Lillian Bow. What type of book is it? It seemed academic. Is she a donkey scholar? She wrote a lot about, like it was a whole book. I'm so horny. <laughs> it's because of the big penises. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a girl who's that into donkeys. Yeah. Like, just the dedication. You hear about horse girls. 
but you don't hear enough about donkey girls and we are out there we are ugly <laughs> and we are coming <laughs> this bitch is married <laughs> and she's trying to pretend she's ugly if you were really ugly you would not be married not true have yeah. you how is that not true? I was going to say something mean. I don't want to say. I was going to say, have you met my parents? But that doesn't make sense. My mom's hot. Okay, so you read it in a book called Donkey. <laughs> By Jillian Bow. Do you want to know how Bow is spelled? <laughs> is it a lot of useless letters or is it not enough letters? It's basically the uh, equivalent of the Irish language. It's spelled M <laughs> H uh, Okay, maybe maybe switch to Welsh. <sighs> it's spelled L L Are you just gonna <laughs> spell clan fine fear? Can uh, you say it? I was there I was there, I can't even say it. I couldn't say you anything. I was so embarrassed. I said it wrong. <laughs> You could have said anything. I was there. I went to Wales. <laughs> I know that's how it ends. <laughs> how do you spell her last name? Um, B-O-U-G-H. That's pronounced bow. Motherfucker, I've been saying bow for the past 28 hours. I feel like a fool. It's pronounced bow. Yep. You so- fucking sloif. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am going to talk about Prophet Muhammad's donkey. No, this is not funny. Um, God, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm fucking shaking right now. Go on. So, like I said, I've sourced it from many uh, different sources. It's not the most reliable. Uh, apparently, according to Hadith's experts, Hadith is kind of like the extra teachings mm-hmm. um, of the Prophet Muhammad. It's like extra to the Quran itself. Which is the holy book of the Muslims. So is that like the 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 Apocrypha? I suppose, but it's taken very seriously. I guess, yeah, Apocrypha is taken seriously in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, and for Sunnis especially, like the two main hadith are very, very serious. Mm-hmm. From the research that I did, which was a two-minute Google search, um, I feel like this is particularly a Shiite um, story, which does not mean it is any less true, mm-hmm. uh, or any less reliable. It's just, I would say, like, this belongs to that, um, side of Islamic understanding. Anyway, so here's the paragraph. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was gifted a donkey. There are varying accounts, but the most, I suppose, common account was that it, he was given, uh, the donkey. He was gifted the donkey by a Byzantine governor who is stationed in Egypt and this donkey um, was called Yafur hmm. in in the Wikipedia article it says Yafur is a word that means deer uh, I fact-checked with my Arabic friend and no <laughs> what does it mean nobody knows really and Lillian Bao decided to spell it Yafire. Oh. But it, enough to go on, like, that's two sources, right? Saying, like, yeah, this happened. And, okay. And, and my friend found some Arab, like, uh, sources in Arabic that were describing this character. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, so Yafur doesn't mean deer because in Arabic, I think the word is uh, ghazal. And I did say that for my female viewers to see that I am cultured and sexy at the same time. I um, personally loved it. Ghazal? I can't even make those sounds with my mouth. Do you think Arabic is a sexy language? Of course it is. Have you ever... Li- yeah, I mean, yes. It's so very gentle. Have you ever heard... <laughs> It's so very gentle. <laughs> it is so gentle. It's like very soft throat noises that we don't have. Renee, this is how you know you're politically correct. Arabic is legitimately the German of German the Eastern world. German is also very soft and sexy. German is sexy. There's only one language that's disgusting and violent, and it's Italian. <laughs> uh... I'm not joking. Let's not pretend that their language is any uglier than something like Finnish, for example. Never heard Finnish. Hideous. Gulga. That is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it means apple. No, it means okay. Oh, or good, which is gulga. disgusting. <laughs> um, okay, what did Yafur do? So, Yafur was this donkey. He was so loyal to his master, Prophet Muhammad, that when Prophet Muhammad, the peace be upon him, uh, died, Yafur decided to commit suicide. What did he do? By jumping into a well. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Is... Is this normal? Do you have any stories you would like to share about other animals committing suicide out of despair? The never-ending story. (laughs) There is a scene where Artax, the horse, drowns in a swamp of sadness. And I think that that was actually a metaphor. It was actually... Sorry, it was an an homage, really, (laughs) to your food. So you saying that the creators of Never Ending Story, whoever those people are, I Absolutely. don't know who they are. They stole from Prophet Muhammad's donkey? They did not steal. They honored <laughs> through art. So, yeah, basically they were they were special, these donkeys, you know? Um, and especially I think that we must pay attention to the attitude that Jesus Christ uh espoused which was like you know trying to be a servant to uh people you know he washed mm-hmm. their feet with uh with his hair no that's not right Ooh. i'm gonna start over again but like you know in the in the fuck man in... you're doing great it's okay in the narrative of jesus christ right he is portrayed as the closest thing I would say is like a servant leader, right? That's exactly what he mm-hmm. was. That's mm-hmm. exactly what he was. And uh, and again, that's why I see the donkey as being associated with all of these just virtuous figures. Mm-hmm. I think that that does make perfect sense. Even though donkeys don't have a really strong ideological place now, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have... <laughs> Like, if you think of a, like, what's, like, a servile servile animal today? Like, I don't think we have. You Mm. know what it's like? It kind of reminds me of, like, how we see dogs. Mm. Where, like, dogs are these selfless, like, Mm. 
friendly, like loving creatures. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, I'm just thinking about dogs. Maybe I don't have an idea about donkeys. Maybe I'm just thinking about dogs. Maybe donkeys are just dogs. <sighs> donkeys are just like big, perfect, loud, smelly dogs. Hmm. Dogs are disgusting, though. So maybe something better than dogs. <laughs> cats. <laughs> Donkeys are not cats. A cat would never carry me water in the desert. Uh, the cat would uh, kill you. No, but And not even for eat my, you. Yeah, no. Not even for my water resources. No, just, no. just for fun. For the thrill of it. Exactly. So I... I wanted to talk about Indian folktales, but I feel like it, it covers too much. So the donkeys and Indian folktales, and also Indian popular imaginings even today, are very closely associated with washermen. So basically laundrymen. Oh, why? Mm. So very interesting. So it goes back all the way to like the stories we have, like the folktales, like uh, the equivalent to Aesop's fables, I guess, is like the Panchatantra or the story that I will read to you, which is quite short, um, which is from the... I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but basically it's from a collection of stories from the 12th century. And it's just like morals that are illustrated by using stories about animals and in almost all of these stories including Mughal stories that come a little bit later and are from a different uh, background it's almost always like a, a donkey is contextualized by the presence of a washerman because a lot of washermen and I will use the Indian word for them dobies they um, use donkeys to transport clothes pretty simple and it's so funny that even, like, now, I or now I mean, like, when I was a kid, the dobi that came to our house to pick up our clothes and take it, he would come with a donkey. Like, he had a, he had a donkey. That yeah. is, that's so interesting. Yeah. And this is from the 12th century all the way until now. So isn't it so fascinating to see, like, how, like, there's still workhorses, but there's also very specific way that they're imagined in relation to labor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I th- that that's something that a western person just could not possibly know mm-hmm. and I think that it just weighs into an individual's understanding of and and I think donkeys is just one it's just a placeholder for you can replace that with anything like everything is just so laden with some symbolism mm-hmm. and that everybody's interpreting differently mm-hmm. so i think that, yeah that's something i would just never have known yeah. and also it could all be not true <laughs> because i don't know any of those words that you said can you say that one complicated one that you said uh panchatantra that's a oh, collection of stories that sounds so cool <laughs> um and they always have a moral so what i decided to do is um also Fun fact, the dobi is not just, like, a person who does your laundry. They're also a cast. So, basically, because a yes. lot of... So, when you said it, I was thinking that it was a cast. Yeah. It's, um... Is that the, it's one of the lower castes? Yeah, they are usually higher up in the schedule cast category because they tend to earn a little bit more. Um, but they are... They would be considered a backwards cast in many, many... Uh, states. Then it depends state to state. But like dobi is like a word that I grew up using and it's a pretty common word. Is it pejorative? No, I don't think so. It's sort of similar to saying Brahmin, I would say. But again, I am not very familiar with current trends. I have not lived in India since I was eight years old. We're just talking about things that we don't 
really know. Have any entitlement to yeah. talk about. <laughs> but I, I know that my Dolby called himself a Dolby. So I don't know how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me the story about the donkey. So this is from uh, the 12th century. Um, I would like to say again, keep in mind that this is translated. So uh, discrepancy should be uh, accounted for and allowed for. Uh, this story may not be as just stupid as this donkey that committed suicide, uh, by throwing itself (laughs) into a well. How would a donkey fit into a well? Also, the donkey, I didn't mention, but, like, reports say the donkey that killed, like, Yafur was another talking donkey. Uh, what (laughs) did he say? Uh, that he was previously owned by a Jew. <laughs> I'm not <gasps> making this up. I'm not making you this up. You just made that up on the spot. I'm not making I this up. I saw your eyes darting around. You're like, find something Jewish to say. <laughs> you made it up. <laughs> no, that's one of the theories presented in the Wikipedia article. Honestly, I don't believe it. But yeah, he was basically... <laughs> one of the theories. Okay. <laughs> he was basically... Like, the origin stories for Yafur. You know what I mean? Moving on from Yafur, I want to read this, like, tiny little story that I have adapted for our listeners today. Uh, it's called The Washerman, or The Dolby, The Donkey in the Dog. They obviously didn't have good title skills back in the 12th century because they literally just named it after the three characters that's like if harry potter was called harry potter ron and hermione (laughs) zero naming skills okay holy shit what i'm so sorry i really do have to distract you from your very (laughs) multiple points that you have about donkeys but listen yeah dobby And he was liberated if he got a a sock, a dirty sock. Dopey. We are not even high. We're not. But we may have just uncovered the biggest cover up in history. Yeah, fuck finding out who actually killed JFK. Um, Who gives a fuck? Did J.K. Rowling steal the idea for? Yes. <laughs> yes, she a hundred. Now that I have all the information, not everybody has all the information, mm-hmm. but we do now. Yeah, and she's English, so she knows a lot about Indian <gasps> history. Oh my God! Decolonize Harry Potter and the and the Chamber <laughs> of Secrets right now. Yeah, starting with changing Cho Chang's name, but mostly <laughs> reparations for Dobby. <laughs> oh. Please tell me your story. We're not going to make it. We're not going <laughs> to so, make it. the Dolby has a dog and a donkey, obviously. The dog guards the house. The donkey carries his clothes. Both animals sleep in the courtyard. One night, a thief sneaks in to rob the Dolby. And the dog is like, nah, I'm not going to bark. And the donkey's like, bruh, do your fucking job. And the dog's like, no, he... He, being the Dobby, doesn't appreciate me. You know mm. what I mean? Which is... Dogs wouldn't do that. Go on. <laughs> I'm a dog person. This is an Indian dog. They have different <laughs> morals. <laughs> they, they're basically jackals. Anyway, the dog's like, mind your own fucking business. Uh, the Dobby 
doesn't appreciate me. The donkey then decides to take up the dog's job and brays loudly to alert the dobi mm. about the presence of the thief. And as he brays, he wakes up not only his master, but also alerts the thief who gets away right before the master discovers mm. him. So the dobi doesn't see him and therefore blames the donkey for disturbing his sleep and beats him with a stick. Moral, it is always better to mind your own business. Huh. This is a real story from the 12th century. That's, first of all, not a good moral. (laughs) And who created it? Because it doesn't really make sense. And I think... That fables are generally supposed to maybe make sense. How does that not, how does that make sense? The donkey was just supposed to let himself be, what cop wrote this? Seriously. Uh, Yeah, whoever wrote this was definitely beaten up for trying to help someone out. I, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's some prison, that's some prison mentality. That whole, that could have just been summed up by... Snitches get stitches. That's horrible. Are you saying the moral of this beautiful 12th century fable is... Yeah, I'm saying J.K. Rowling stole <laughs> the Dobie, and then the 12th century Indian philosopher stole stitches get... S- snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches. He's a time traveler. Yeah, yeah, he went back, he wrote the story, and then he said, this is all going to make sense in a couple <laughs> centuries. Don't worry. Wink, wink. Yeah, this will all make sense when you watch The Wire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. You made me feel more cultured for talking about The Wire, even though I've never seen it. I haven't either. I just know that there's... A- <laughs> you haven't even seen it. You fucking cunt. You know what? I haven't seen it, but I did watch a video essay on YouTube about the race politics involved in The Wire. This is why you are trash. (laughs) People who watch YouTube will do anything. They'll watch anything, even though it doesn't make sense for their lives. Renee, you know who you sound like? You sound like a 48-year-old man who's just gotten divorced because his wife hooked up with a rich YouTuber. So you don't even sound like a boomer. You just sound like a bitter, divorced man. I know, who's not even in the boomer generation. He's just like, I don't get how autoplay works. I don't like the ads. Why are there Clickbait so many... scares me. Too many caps. Clickbait scares me. <laughs> Too many caps. Stop yelling. Do you think this hypothetical person would like the neo-Nazi content? Or no? Sorry, uh, which? We've talked about a lot of figments of our imagination today this is just the 40 year old oh him yeah yeah he only uses youtube to watch jordan peterson videos (laughs) he watches jordan peterson's lectures (laughs) i also think that this hypothetical 48 year old watches those weird videos where they build pools in the middle of the of the woods have you seen those videos i think the people making them are slaves But you know what? People watch porn, so... (laughs) 
These are incoherent points. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is you watch slaves, and then a lot of people who make porn are also we enslaved. We are doing an episode on porn, because we feel altogether too strongly. <laughs> I unfortunately slip up and watch porn from time to time, because I'm today. horny. You watch porn today? I Thank did. You. I, know. I didn't watch it. I'm I just, sorry. like, cried in the morning. So that's cool. We did the same thing, because yeah. I, I did that as well, except... Oh. I, but you also did the bad thing. Do you want to know what the plot was? And I obviously... Wait, do you want, do you watch plots? No, no, no. I didn't watch the plot. Like, because I, let's, I'm going to be honest. Sure we can. I'm going to be honest. The plot was a little one dimensional. Oh, really? In a porno? (laughs) So this one girl suspects that her roommate is borrowing her clothes, but the roommate keeps lying about it. Mm. Um, so in return, she steals all, <laughs> she wears, and this is the episode in Friends where he wears all of his clothes. Um, um that's kind of sexy. I'm getting too turned on. Let's move on. <laughs> Can you please finish? Please finish your story. I'm so sorry. The story is done. The story is okay, done. Okay. A throwaway fact. Second fun fact. Um, we're going to talk about mules because not enough people talk about mules. Are they donkeys? No, they're not. They're hybrids. Usually, uh, they're infertile. Um, they're hybrids between horses and donkeys. And um, basically, something really fun about uh, mules is that some cultures really like them. Like a lot of ancient Greek um, people really liked mules. But this is the weirdest fact about mules. Over time, uh, depending on which society it was and like how much hysteria there was mules started being phased out because of concerns over, how do you say, miscegenation. Miscegenation, which is basically the fear of interracial mixing, right? Right. Especially in the gene pool. Well, because they thought that horses were superior and that donkeys were inferior, Mm -hmm. so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was like, honestly, they thought it would be a tacit endorsement of said relationships. Um, I'm not saying all racist societies were like this, but apparently in Nazi Germany, there was a concern because of, uh, fun fact, apparently some allied nations, (laughs) there was like a general here and there that were like, let's use donkeys. And so I don't know how the leap went to mules, but yeah, Germans were very against mules during Nazi Germany. That is absolutely fascinating and Mm -hmm. disgusting. Like, that just shows to me racists will literally (laughs) do anything anything (laughs) and say that it means something. Like how they took Pepe. (laughs) I know this isn't the same. I know. But Mm -hmm. it is. One's a frog. But he's he's a frog-human hybrid, clearly, because he has human lips and human eyes. Or maybe he just has a lot of Botox. He has Botox injections in his <laughs> eyeballs. And that's why he cries. That's why crying Pepe is the best and most accurate Pepe. <laughs> so I'm gonna um I'm gonna talk a little bit, like one last fun fact, uh, really before we briefly discuss Shrek, Shrek's donkey, and then end my very long I don't want you to get tired because, honestly, you're doing such a good job. You're just pumping my ass full of donkey facts. 
with your big donkey dick right now. <laughs> and it's so just <laughs> scrumptious and informative. Never use the word scrumptious again. Uh, <laughs> speaking of donkey dick, we are going to talk uh, a little about a character named after Renee's sexual preferences. <gasps> mm-hmm. Bottom from Shakespeare's A Midsummer. (laughs) (laughs) That's slander. I've never had sex before. (laughs) But yeah, Shakespeare popularized. God damn it. Shakespeare popularized the use of the word ass as an insult using characters like Bottom. I love that Shakespeare invented ass. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the best insults and one of the best swear words. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But yeah, maybe that's why we also call a butt an ass. Because of a bottom. Oh, because of a bottom. Yeah. Or maybe he did it already. Like, he was picking up on existing trends. Oh, Who knows? that is so... I never thought about that. I was always like, what's the chicken? What's the egg? <laughs> ass bottom. Uh-huh. But. Yeah. But, worst word. Worst word for... Mm, yes. Bum. Uh, yeah, bum. Bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It goes ass is the best one. Mm. Mm. Arse. I like, no, arse is stupid. Oh. That's English people taking something and making it stupid. JK Rowling. <laughs> okay, no debate. It's ass, but bum bum bum. <laughs> and we will not be taking any questions. Even from experts. We are going to end this whole section by talking about donkey. One, two, three, four. The donkey. The donkey. Right? He's the big... Oh my god, Carissa! Please tell me you're not going to do this section in a Scottish accent. I am. Or am I? Donkey is the breakout star of Shrek. Donkey is the hero that no one, literally no one wanted, but we got. Donkey is first CGI Donkey. That's not how a Scottish person would say CGI. CGI. I s- no. I sound like I'm speaking French letters. CGI. <laughs> Say <laughs> I think, honestly, I think. Uh, don't care actually specs. <laughs> oh my god. Carissa, <laughs> uh, we're deleting everything. <laughs> don't care actually. <laughs> I don't know how to say that in a Scottish accent. <laughs> think about it. How do you want to say the word? Think about it. Can we start it again? His annoying. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> No, you have to keep going. You have to finish this. <laughs> I have to commit. You're committing. There's a lot of commitment. Don't get. <laughs> Stop fucking breaking. I'm not. I haven't done anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're choking on your words. I'm gonna fucking stop it. It's so annoying and very bad. <laughs> His first ma- master is Shrek 
in the first movie, and in the second movie, it's his mistress in the form of his dragon wife. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So, and also his voice is, like, very annoying. I don't find that. You just think Eddie Murphy's annoying. No, I liked him as Mushu. Oh, hmm. but they were the same character. Yeah, but somehow Donkey was worse. He was His voice is very braying, and I think they did a quite good job of, like, making him seem just, like ceaseless in his patter, you know? But the thing is, I noticed that he's not really a hard worker, but he is lustful. Wink, wink. Oh my god! Dragon Mama. So, Donkey actually really uh, epitomizes a lot of Greek complexes surrounding uh, our equine brethren. And this is really clear in Shrek 2, when when he Uh. takes the beauty potion, what happens? He becomes a horse. Oh, wait, shit. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. He becomes a hot horse. And oh, yes. Mm-hmm, he's only beautiful and desired by humans when he becomes this beautiful stallion. Yeah. Maybe that's where I got my preconceived notions about donkeys. Mm. It's from Shrek. No. Because he is loyal. He's like a dumb dog. That I told you, dogs and donkeys are pretty much the same. They're the same symbolic character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, basically I've concluded that Trek 2 is transformation porn for ancient Greek fans. I'm a Kanariga, right? I was raised in Karnataka. That's where most of my family lives. Mm-hmm. And a common insult in my language, which is Kannada, is kate, which literally translates to donkey. Hmm. And kate means stupid. Yeah, stubborn. I think donkey is also, like, it, I, I mean, I've been talking a lot of shit about how Western people, like, have sort of either don't think about donkeys or don't find them significant or actually like donkeys, but now I'm thinking about watching Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. and Gordon Ramsay <laughs> calling people fucking donkeys, and, and it's literally... I shit myself watching that show because calling someone a donkey is the most horrific, mean thing to say to someone. (laughs) Worse than cunt. I think donkey is worse than cunt. It should be illegal. (laughs) Um, But I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. I gotta say, Carissa, over the course of this podcast, we have changed. Mm. We became more drunk. (laughs) And I think I'm a better person because of it. Mm-hmm. I know much more about donkeys, mm. but there's one thing that's an imposter. It's mm. not true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit at a, at a loss okay. as to what that is. So I'm going to try to make some educated guesses. Okay. I get one guess. You get one guess, but you can like sort of, like I can give you a little clue. Yeah, you can. I'll ask. Okay, I'll ask for a clue if I need it. Okay, okay. What do you think is the most like top three most unlikely parts? I think, firstly, that you could have made up the story about the Dobby for sure, Mm. Uh, because you know about my dearth of knowledge on twelfth century Indian literature. (laughs) The only thing that Mm. I, um, I'm embarrassingly (laughs) uninformed about. So I'll say that one, and it's a fable, so it could be anything. Hmm. I think that the vase art with the big penises <laughs> could have been false too. Hmm. Yeah. But 
I question that mm. because you would be one of the last people on earth to make a rape joke mm. for the sake of making a rape joke. Mm. Like satyrs raping a donkey mm -hmm. is not really your brand. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my third choice for a lie. And that's that I think you are batshit crazy enough to make up a story about the Prophet Muhammad. <laughs> His... You would make up a story about him. <laughs> Do you think I want my parents to get deported? <laughs> I... Okay, well, that was one of my guesses. Fuck. <laughs> okay, what's your pick? What's your final pick? I... Do you want a clue before you... Will I get it if I get the clue? No, it's still it's still gonna be Okay, well. what's the clue? It's one of the fun facts. Oh, you... Oh, I wasn't listening to many of them. Okay, there was the one about the donkey appearing in court. Then there was the one about... Oh, shit. What was the other one? I, I really liked it. There was, like, four fun facts. Oh, my God, you did so many fun facts, and they were all so fascinating. Oh, my God, what if I don't even have a guess? That's pathetic. <laughs> Okay, fuck it. Honestly, mm. I think the fact about the donkey appearing in court <laughs> was a lie. Okay. Only because I kind of felt like you were looking at your paper, but you weren't really reading it. Your eyes were just sort of like darting around the page. <laughs> and then the end of your sentence didn't really make sense. <laughs> so I think it was that the donkey appeared in court. Is that it? Lock it in. Lock it in? I locked it in. You locked it in, and the answer is wrong. No. Yes. Do you want to know the real answer? Yes. What the fuck the did you... The real answer was the weird bullshit about the mules and the misinformation. <gasps> you what? That's fucking... You made up some shit about Nazi society, and you let me sit here, talk, and wax philosophical about why... Nazis and other cultures. I sat here and I said, Yes, that makes so much sense. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, Carissa. Why the fuck? That's fucking sick. It is. You got me. Damn. I, I thought I really gave it away by the fact that, like, most of it didn't really make sense. Uh, that made perfect sense to me. I, I mean... I took your general disorganization <laughs> as, like, an endearment. So what you're saying is I'm just, like, bad at my job. And that means it's easy for you to be bad at your job. Yeah. Um, no, I would like to say that you did such a fabulous job. <laughs> that was a fabulous lie. And I'm going to be honest... I'm a little devastated that it's not true. <laughs> I never... This podcast is going to reveal some weird emotions. And one of them is that I'm devastated that that fact wasn't true. I was so tickled. I was like, the Nazis are so fucking stupid that they give a shit about that. This is how I know which lie to pick. I pick the one that's most appealing to Renee's inner SJW. Uh, and I am... I'm cucked once again. Is that what the, ki the kids say? We're trying to appeal to many different fan bases. I've been cucked right in my face. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a great experience. Thank you for listening to this very long spiel about 
donkeys. Yeah, and thank you all for listening. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. I uh, hope you guys uh, also managed to not get the right answer, because it makes me feel smarter. Yeah, okay. See you guys next week when Renee is going to teach us something and lie to us a little bit more. And that's that on that.